In a world that's constantly shouting who you should be, have you ever stopped to think, who am I, really? I wanna take you through eight powerful steps where you're going to uncover the true you. You're going to align with your deepest values and you're gonna come out the other side with a new sense of direction and joy and fulfillment that you may have not felt before. I wanna introduce you to Awaken Me, a journey to finding you, which is a transformative experience. It's crafted by me, Amy Wine, an award-winning marriage and family therapist, professional counselor, and peak performance mindset coach, and a business strategist. I understand how to help people find out who they are at their core. And this is designed to do that past all labels and expectations of other people, of who they think we are, and who they say we should be. So isn't it time to find out who you are and get out from under of all the expectations of the roles you play and who everybody else thinks and says you should be and how you should act? Because I think it's time to awaken your true potential in life. So join me on this journey, hit the link below, and step into a life that you were meant to live. I'll see you inside. I'm John Wine. Like the drink. I married a great name. And man. We've been married for 21 years. But we've been together for 29 years. We have three children, two girls and a boy. John is a petroleum engineer. And Amy is a marriage therapist. We have decided to try and work together, bringing you this podcast. We know from experience that relationships aren't perfect. Far from it. And Amy has worked with hundreds of couples in a large private practice in Texas. You can get those sparks of flying with some tips and tricks we've learned by making a lot of marriage mistakes. And from all of Amy's professional work with couples, hey, you should be married to a marriage therapist. So if you want to have a marriage on fire, here we go. Hey, it's Amy here, your host of the Marriage on Fire podcast, and I am so excited to be talking to you and bringing you this message. And I'm going to be honest in saying I am a little behind on the podcast episode. So if you're a frequent flyer of the Marriage on Fire podcast, you've noticed. If not, hey, why aren't you? But anyway, I have been waiting on the perfect moment to go record an episode or the perfect content. And you guys know I keep it real, but I don't usually mind if there's noise in the background or there's some sound. I'm like, that's just real life, right? But I have found myself in this pattern of wanting to have perfection, to up-level my game. And it has really totally paralyzed me. So it has stopped me from recording It has stopped me from doing the thing that I love because I'm waiting on the perfect time, the perfect setup, the perfect sounding booth, the perfect um, recording equipment, all of those things. Like, I do not know how I slip back into that space. It happens so easy because it's my um, natural inclination to want it to look just right and be just right and sound just right. And I can get lost in those little things, right? So... Actually, how many of you can relate to that? Because I think we do this in our marriages as well. But I want to tell you right now, I am sitting in a parking lot 
waiting on my son who's at a doctor's appointment next to one of the busiest freeways in Houston, Texas. So you're going to probably hear car sounds. You're going to hear my air conditioner because literally y'all, I'm looking at the temperature and it is 99 and that's not the heat index. We also have a tropical storm out in this way starting tomorrow. So it is like 100% humidity. So air conditioner, cars, phone. I mean, I'm as far from perfect in recording this as I can get. So I don't know what to tell you, but how does perfection mess with your marriage? Because for me, I tend to think that I want my husband to do things the way I want them done. For instance, like I want him to plan the date, but I want him to really, even though I say, just go plan it, just go do it. If he says, oh yeah, well, let's go to this restaurant over here. I may go, mm, yeah, no. Even though I just sat there and said, hey, you pick, I don't care. And then he mentions it and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to go there. I mean, how defeating and deflating do you think that is for him? This is common, like my friends do it too. I know that this is a common marriage topic, but think about that. It's not about him being perfect. It's about me maybe not stepping up and saying, oh, well, I really would like to have this type of food or this type of food. You know, go ahead and do it. And you're just hoping they pick the right one, right? So you don't have to go, mm, no. But that's just a habit we get in with ourselves. Um, another area is we train ourselves to want things done in a certain way, right? We like things done in a certain way, whether it's buying the right groceries and the right brand. So for instance, my husband is a bargain coupon shopper. I do not want off-brand Tylenol. I want like real Tylenol, but it's the same thing. He says, no, I, I don't want that. Like I won't like, I don't know why I have a hang up with that. Go ahead and laugh if you want to, but maybe you relate to that as well. But some of that is my tendency of wanting him to do it my way right? This is going to cause great conflict in your marriage. So why do we keep doing that? Like for real, like why, why do we put that pressure on ourselves and on our marriage? So we talk a little bit about that today. And I also want to talk to you about perfectionism in our jobs. So it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, you're a high achieving professional, you're the spouse of one, you're just, you're a mama. And I don't mean just a mama. Mama is the worst and hardest job. All right, let's talk about our business life and our jobs. I don't care if you're the entrepreneur, you're the high achieving professional, you are a spouse of one, you are a mom, you are a stay at home dad, whatever your job or your role in life is, all of them are equally hard. But where do our perfectionistic tendencies come in? So like in business life, I may type an email and then it's like, I want to look at that five times before I send it. Well, that is a waste of my time, right? I am wasting time in perfectionism. Or, oh my gosh, one of the biggest fights ever happened in our house between the whole family, and it's happened multiple times, and it's over the same subject, is family pictures. Yep. 
What is it about having to get dressed for family pictures that brings out the worst in all of us? Either the kids are not cooperating or they won't put on their clothes and then you have to go perfect matching outfits and you got to go buy all of those and then you got to try them on and then nobody wants to cooperate and nobody wants to go and this girl doesn't want to wear that and this girl's like, ooh, I'm not wearing that or yeah, we'll wear this but the other one's like, I wouldn't be caught dead in that and then there's the boy who won't go shopping so you just pray what you buy fits them. Do you know what I'm talking about? What is it? about the perfect family photo that we strive for that brings out the worst in us, especially the mama who wants it so bad because it's so important to us. Like to me, it is so important to me to have that memory. I'm going to tell y'all I've given up on that. I don't even have a family portrait. I'm going to have that as a big regret at some point in my life because I haven't done it since my kids were like, 10 and my youngest is 17 so probably gonna be a big regret for me but I found it was not worth it in the end what am I trying to show it's just a picture and it wasn't real like we were fighting oh smile I hate you oh smile you better cooperate right now and you better smile mister oh smile you're putting your mask on right so are you hiding behind a mask of perfection? When you bring that into your relationships, your relationships suffer because we don't always bother us when we're doing it ourselves to ourselves. But in close-knit relationships such as a marriage, we often put that pressure to perform and be perfect and do things a certain way and that's the way we want them done on our spouse. But you know what? They're their own people. And we didn't really want to marry a clone of ourselves. But isn't that what we're ultimately asking? Is, oh, well, you're annoying me now because you're not doing it right. Or you're not doing it my way. So let me fix you. Let me fix the way you're doing it. Well, you're really asking them to be a clone of you. No. How do we get into that pattern? If you're in the, that pattern now, I am bringing it up because it's a pattern I see in every relationship. It's a pattern I fall back into. It is a pattern that we have. You're really saying to them, oh, if you just do it my way, you'd be perfect. Oh, if you just do it my way, I wouldn't be annoyed. If you just do it this way, I wouldn't be mad at you. Come on, people. We have got to stop this cycle. It is like a never-ending loop, and it causes conflict. So what does your spouse do? They withdraw, maybe some of them. They just stop talking. They get very passive aggressive and then, then their tone and then the things they say um, come across very passive aggressive or they get angry and they start coming back at you. Like it creates nothing but a negative context. So I want you to stop and pause and say, is it okay if they go to the donut store? Because y'all, I'm telling you, my husband, after 30 years, well, I can't even eat donuts now because of the gluten issue I have because it makes me sick. But I love two types of donuts. I have never wavered in these things. I have never gotten anything else. I have only gotten two types of donuts, either a double chocolate or a cake donut with sprinkles. Occasionally, I guess I lied, occasionally, only if it's from Shipley's Donuts, 
here in Houston, I like their glazed donuts, but they're full of yeast. Like, I cannot eat these, and now I'm making myself hungry talking about these because, oh my God, who does not like a good donut? Anyway, my husband, after 30 years, can still not get my donut order right. Like, why? What is that? Like, how do you not know? It frustrates me to no end. Like, that we can have legitimate fights over donuts. But see, to me, I am trying to get him to remember something about me that's not in his wheelhouse to remember. Like, what stops me from just telling him, hey, this is what I like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I like cake donuts with sprinkles. I like double chocolate. And I just tell him every time because he'd probably have a success rate of getting it right. There is something about it. He just can't. But I want him to remember it. I want him to know it. Because somehow his knowledge of my donut favorites equates to love, equates to you know me, equates to you're taking care of me. Like, Y'all are going to think I'm wackadoo, but don't you sit over there and judge because you know you have something that you're doing that is just the exact same thing, different subject. We put so much more weight on them doing it the right way, the perfect way, knowing us, knowing our likes, knowing all of these things. But come on, when's the last time you remembered everything and got everything right? So what are we doing in our relationships, right? What are we doing? Take a step back. Ask yourself, what, what's the underlying meaning of this? Where is this thought going? Is it about the donuts? Or is it about something way, way deeper? Because, y'all, there are times that he's messed it up and it didn't bother me at all. There are other times he's messed it up and I lost my shiz. Why? Because at the time when I didn't lose it, I was more healthy all over, right? On a personal level, I was healthy in all the areas of self-care, emotional, physical, all of those things. Well, maybe not physical if I'm eating donuts, but that's a side note. But I was in a better space. Maybe I was more connected to him in my relationship during that time. But when I got angry about the donuts, if I go back and think about it, it was a time when we were having some other underlying issues where I didn't feel connected to him, where I felt alone in the marriage, where I was frustrated with him for something else and what comes out is the donut fight but it really isn't the donut so what is underneath it so in marriage counseling when a couple comes in that's the first thing I talk about when I want to hear your story but I'm not going to need to hear your stories for long I'll listen because that's what I do but within a couple two to three sessions of getting to know a couple I, it's like a superpower I have. I can literally sit there and speak for one spouse to the other and say exactly how they feel. I do it all the time. I model it because we often forget how to talk to each other or we've never learned it. We don't know. So I will sit there and say, um, Hey, can I talk for you for a second? I'll maybe say that to the wife and they'll be like, okay, tell me when I get it wrong. And they'll look at the husband and say, okay, I'm going to pretend to be her. And then I will repeat exactly kind of what she said in a different way and then tell him in a way that he can hear it, right? That's all I'm doing. I am just saying it in a different way. I'm saying the exact same thing she said. And then maybe the wife's like, oh yeah, you nailed that. Or can I add this on? Because I always am like, tell me when I get it wrong. 
Y'all, I rarely get it wrong. I got like 99% accuracy rate. I'm only giving myself 1%. I'm not bragging here. It's just a gift that I have. When I can do that with a couple, that's where the change happens. When I can get them to talk like that, that's great. But all I have done is I have taken whatever story, whatever argument, whatever pain point that they have had, I have listened to the story from each perspective and note, I do that for the husband too. I'll speak for him to the wife. Tell me when I get it wrong. Well, I don't usually get it wrong. Okay. So then what I'm doing is I am looking in their story for what's underneath it. So I'll take their argument, their story, whatever it is they're telling me, I'll take both sides into consideration. And while they're talking, I'm looking for what's underneath the story that they're not saying. How are they feeling? What are they thinking? And that is what I repeat back and give them the words to use, right? So often we are wanting to change in almost all the arguments, our partner to be more like us because then they would understand us, then they would get us, then they would do all these things. But really, you don't want to be married to a clone to yourself. So you need to stop and ask yourself, what is underneath this frustration I have, or this argument, or this disconnect? What is truly underneath there? And there, you have change in your marriage. All right, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And I have a new Facebook group that's free. For entrepreneurs, high-achieving professionals, and their spouses, we will talk about balancing all areas of your life so you can have a happier you and a healthier you and a healthier marriage. Like, it all comes into play. We can't just sit there and focus on your marriage. The key is that in all 10 areas of life, which is your job, parental, financial, spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical, all of those things, how do you balance them? Because usually something's out of balance. And in that free group, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to balance it, get the life you want and that you've dreamed of having, and your marriage is going to come right along with it and be on fire. So join me on Facebook. It's called Marriage Sparks. Until next time. up our episode for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show just so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. I read each and every one of them. You can find all the links and information mentioned in this podcast episode at www.amywine.com slash podcast. Don't forget to tag me on Instagram at the Amy Wine and let me know what you took away from this episode or what you would love for me to talk about in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and I will see you here again next week on Marriage on Fire. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV. And we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as 
your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're gonna tackle real life marriage challenges. From reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection. We're talking real change, real results. It is time to transform your marriage into a thriving partnership that you both deserve. On Thrive Life TV, you're gonna find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you need. Are you ready to up-level your marriage? Visit thrivelifetv.com and let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.